You're listening to a Dallas Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Dallas sports experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rangers Nation's podcast from Dallas Sports Nation. I am your host, your host, the recliner nerd, John Moore. If you haven't found us yet, we are Dallas Sports Nation. We are at DowSportsNation.com. DowSportsNation.com. We are live tonight on Twitter, going on a live feed. Go check us out. We cover all your DFW Pro Sports, the Cowboys, the Mavericks. Hey, big win today for the Mavericks, or from the Cowboys today, excuse me. That was a big win. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect a lot of people to play today. That was awesome. Great win there. We cover the Mavericks, uh, the Stars, FC Dallas, and, of course, your Texas Rangers. I am the Texas Ranger blogger, the recliner nerd, and uh, I've been doing the Texas Ranger podcast now. This is episode eight. Today, Jurix and Profar. We're going to talk about Jurix and Profar and uh, everything that happened with that trade and and all the ins and outs of exactly what happened on the trade, what we did there um, on that, what we got back, what we gave up. This was a big trade. I mean, look, um, I there's no other way to say that. I mean, if you the the moving pieces, it was a three team deal. But between that, uh, for for the what we got back, this is all. This could possibly be in the neighborhood. I know I'm going to say it. You guys are going to think I'm crazy, but this could be in the neighborhood of a March to share trade. And I'll go into that in a little bit. But you know, I record a. This is episode eight for me hosting the Rangers Nations podcast. And about uh, I think it was December fourteenth. When I did the last one, it was Winter Wonderland, and what we were talking about at Winter Wonderland uh, was talking about the winter meetings and what happened with the Rangers at the winter meeting, what they did at the winter meeting, um, and you know what what all they did. And there was a few moves we went through and all of that. But one of the things I talked about that was kind of a big deal is we traded Drew Robinson. Uh, Drew Robinson, we traded to the St. Louis Cardinals for Patrick Wisdom, and I said December fourteenth. I said December fourteenth that maybe this was a prelude to possibly Profar being put on the block. That's what I said. Now, a lot of people were, were speculating that also, but I was. I was saying, hey, I don't, why did we go out and get this guy? He was hey, – look, Patrick Wisdom has played in the St. Louis organization. He was drafted by St. Louis. Last two years, he's been at AAA. He spent 32 games last year in the major leagues between those two years he's hit a combined around 260 to 270 but he's got over 50 home runs he hit 32 home runs uh in 2017 a full year in triple a and then he hit a total of about 20 home runs last year between triple a and and the major leagues uh with st louis in their system as their prospects he was ranked the best arm of all the prospects for the uh, for the uh, Cardinals organization. Now we're not talking about pitching prospects. We're talking about uh, best arms for a uh, for um, a, a non-pitching prospect. Joey Gallo was always the best arm for the uh, the Rangers organization. It was always Joey Gallo who was the the best uh, the best arm in our system. But anyway, that's what we did. So December twenty first, I talked about it. December fourteenth. December 21st, what happens? Profar's traded. Now, this was a pretty big trade. So what? So the Rangers go, I mean, this was kind of unexpected. People were wondering, everybody kind of thought Profar was going to be the third baseman, that he would start this year now that Beltrade retired, that, that, that uh, Profar would end up being the, uh, 
the third baseman. And then here he goes. We, we, we make this trade for wisdom. People start wondering. They think Profar's stock has gone up again. And so they're wondering if, uh, you know, what, what uh, you know, uh, it's odd. is there a possibility we move him? We know that we're trying to make a lot of moves. We know that we're trying to uh, uh, increase the minor leagues, get a lot of more pitching, pitching depth in the minor leagues. And, you know, it, it, why not Profar? Now, a lot of people were upset that Profar was traded. I've said all along, Profar was not happy here. I want to make that very clear. If you're not aware of that, he was not happy here. Two years ago, Profar's stock was way down after the injury. Remember, if y'all remember, we traded Ian Kinsler. Ian Kinsler, we traded Ian Kinsler so that Profar could be the second baseman. In spring training, Profar hurt his shoulder. He ends up going on the DL. He misdiagnoses it. He thinks he can just rehab it, come back. He doesn't. Ends up missing not only one year, but entire second year. And that's why we have Ruggie Odor. Odor was not expected to be in the major leagues that year. He ended up coming up, doing okay. Of course, everyone started falling in love with him when he beat the heck out of Jose Batista. I mean, so that's kind of what happened with the... With Rugi, and then we didn't have a place for Profar anymore because Profar was always going to be the the shortstop in waiting or the second baseman. And shortstop, we have Andrus, Andrus re up. And so that that was kind of situation. So Profar's agent is, uh, is Scott Boris. And so in 2020, Profar's a free agent. Well, Profar thought two years ago, he thought he should be traded. He was stuck behind Andrus, Odor, Beltre. He really didn't have a place to play up here. If y'all remember, we brought him up, and he played uh, he played some uh, outfield and all of that, and he kind of got caught in the shuffle, wasn't getting as many at-bats as he liked. We ended up sending him back down, and he basically spent all of uh, 2016 in the minor leagues. And he wasn't happy, was not happy, voiced his displeasure at that, and wanted to be traded. And John Daniel said, you know what, I'm not trading you unless I – Less people consider what kind of a prospect you were. And who knows if I won't need you. Well, coming back, last year he got to spend most of the year in the big leagues. He got to play almost every day last year. It had a great year. His stock skyrocketed again. When Beltre retired, everybody just assumed that Profar is going over to third. We talked about that earlier. And that was the situation. Now, he was expendable to, to, to uh, John Daniel because – I really don't think Profar would sign back here. I don't think that he was happy. I don't think he cares at all to leave. So it was good to get him traded. So here's what we traded. We traded Profar to the A's and sent minor league pitcher Raleigh Lacey uh, to the Rays. So we Profar went to the A's and Raleigh Lacey went to the Rays. Now, now Raleigh Lacey was one of the pitchers we got in the Cole Hamels deal. So Daniels flipped him. So... That's basically, that's what we sent. The A sent pitching prospect Emilio Pagan and the 38th overall pick. Now, remember, we're getting the, the 39th or 40th pick, uh, but the 38th pick, uh, the competitive balance pick, is one that the A's had. They sent that along with Emilio Pagan to the Rays for the in the 2019 pick is the one that, uh, that, that they'll get. Now, the Rays, the Rays sent pitching prospects um, oh, and they also the A's sent Double uh, A infielder Eli Eli White. They sent him to us. He was a Double A infielder. He's played basically he's played up the middle. He's played shortstop, second base, and he's played some center field. But 
so that's who the that's who the A's sent off. The Rays. This is a three-team deal that this whole trade went down with. The A's or the Rays sent pitching prospect Brock Burke, Kyle Bird, and Yoel Espinal to the Rangers. Now Yoel Espinal and Kyle Bird are both much higher in the organization. Uh, they're right on the verge, and there's a good chance they think that uh, I think they think Bird is going to actually break camp in the bullpen. He's a left-hander that throws pretty hard. So if you want to basically cut it down to nuts and bolts, the nuts and bolts of it are this. The Rangers traded Profar and Lacey for Burke, Bird, Espinal, White, and we got international slot money. That's what the A's sent. And, uh, you know, I didn't talk about that. The A's did send back international slot money. $750,000. That's a lot. And let me tell you, that's a haul. So you send Profar and Lacey off. You get Burke, Bird, Espinal, White, and money. The last time the Rangers had ever made a deal that was anywhere close to this at all was the Teixeira trade. And we sent Teixeira and Ron Mayhay to the the Braves, so we sent them to, and we got back five players. We got back Elvis Andrus, Matt Harrison, Neftali Feliz, a double-A relief pitcher named Bo Jones, and the supposed headline of that deal that the Rangers did, supposedly, was Gerald Saltilamacchia. Salty. Y'all remember Salty? Saltilamacchia. I can't say that word. So Saltilamacchia was thought to be the headline of that deal. Well, it turns out when we went to the World Series in 2010 and we went to the World Series in 2011, three key pieces of that were Matt Harrison, of course Elvis Andrus, and Neftali Feliz, closer. And so... That was a huge deal. So how is that comparable? Well, right now we know that that Brock Burke, who we got from the Rays, he's already our number six prospect. He's probably going to start the year off in double. Let me tell you what this guy did. So he the, the Rays are so deep in pitching prospects that he was not even in their top 20 in pitching prospects. But this year, he jumped in it this year because of the year he had. He started out at high A ball. Ended up going over to uh, to Double A. By the time he got to Double A, he made seven starts in Double A. He went six and one, had a one point nine eight ERA. He, I think, he struck out seventy two or seventy one batters in fifty two innings, and that, that's amazing. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, that's when you're striking out well over a batter an inning. That's impressive. So that that's pretty impressive. Anyway, so that's that is. Uh, that's sort of what we, uh, so, so that's huge. The, uh, so the two key pieces we got back were Burke, and then we also got back White. And so those are the two key pieces. White's suspected to be sort of a utility guy. He hit 300, uh, over 300 double-A this year, had about 8 or 10 home runs. Play, not, not, not huge pop, big kid, though. He's kind of tall. But he played, I mean, just a good player. Really broke out this year. He was an 11th-round pick. Uh by the A's, he was a college player, 11th round pick, and really kind of busted out this year. And so that's that's the two key pieces of the trade. But don't discount, don't discount this money, this $750,000, because people are trading, they are moving around this internet. The, the, the Rangers, you got to give Daniels credit for their international scouting and, and what they've done with the international scouting and the uh, and the pool money that you get, you get allotted so much money every year. 
Now, if you're in the Canada, if you're in North America, basically, if you're in Mexico, Canada, uh, the United States, and Puerto Rico, you can enter the amateur draft in June, and you're eligible to go into that draft. And every slot that you take up through 10 rounds or something like that, there's a certain amount of slot money that you're allowed. So you're allotted that much, depending on where, where you pick also. Like if you're, the like this year, I think we get the sixth overall pick or seventh overall pick. So that our, our slot money for first round is a lot higher than it is for our second round. It, it goes down and there's a, there's a total pool of money you get there um, off of that. But so that, that is, that's going to be a, a big deal there on the money that we got and that there's no tell it, but so that's on that. But then besides the June draft, you got your international free agent. So now we're talking, you know, you go into Cuba. Well, the new agreement we just signed, the United States just signed with Cuba might change that some, but like you've got Japan, uh, you've got your Dominican, uh, your South American kids and all of that. They can be signed after the age of 16. But now, unlike it used to be, you're allotted so much money that you can go into these countries and sign these kids. They have to at least be 16 years old. Uh, a lot of times they develop. A lot of Every major league team now has some sort of developmental league down in the Dominican Republic or Venezuela, down in that area. So you'll, you know, the Rangers is in the, the Dominican Republic, I think. The, the, the Dominican Rangers, I believe, is where they've got that. But they'll get these kids at 16, 17. That's where we got Mazzara. Um, you know, and, and these kids will sign for two or three million dollars, and then you know they're property of us until we're ready to bring them over to the United States and play. And so, getting seven hundred fifty thousand dollars that could go along. I mean, that could be one really nice sixteen, seventeen year old kid, or that could be two or three fringe kids, sixteen, seventeen. You don't know how they are. You sign them for couple hundred thousand dollars you develop them and all of a sudden what do they grow into well hell they might grow into somebody like a sammy sosa or a mazara or a what we just don't know yet so that seven hundred fifty thousand dollars you cannot discount what that could end up being if that money goes into this year we were supposed to go after shohei otani and he had a weird thing where he was leaving japan early so he couldn't sign as a free agent like normal i mean he could sign as a free agent but we couldn't just negotiate a contract with him because he hadn't been so many you got to be so many years in japan and then after you've pitched i think 10 years in japan or you've reached a certain age you're able to get posted by your team and then you can sign a free agent deal here well show uh otani fell under the guideline of international bonus money where he could only sign a contract for the international bonus money the rangers hoarded their money they had a lot of money there so everyone sort of assumed that the rangers had a good chance to get shohei otani we're really big in southeast asia over in asia we're really big got a big scouting department over there and doing all of that and it just it didn't pan out Um, he ended up going with the angels he liked the angels organization we were left with all that money well the best prospect out of international free agency was John Paul Martinez, the guy out of Cuba, the kid out of Cuba that we signed. Everybody basically knew we we're going to sign him. Uh, we went and got him. We had the most money. We signed him. He started out at uh, Spokane, ended up a little bit at Hickory towards the end of the year, and then uh, kind of 
did okay at Spokane, didn't do great at Hickory, um, but then went to the Arizona Fall League and tore it up. I mean, he was he was good. He's he's 22 or 23 years old, so he's not. It's not like he's a 15 year old. This is a this is a polished kid, and he's my outside chance of possibly making it all the way to Arlington. Very outside chance. He's got a. He'll probably start it down east this year. And you know, if he ha- if he tears up down east, he'll end up being in. Uh, you know, he'll end up going up to Double A, and from Double A, who knows? If he's tearing up Double A, maybe in September they do a call up, and get him here. We have control over him. That's an option that we might not want to waste, depending on where we are. But I'm telling you, this kid, this kid's good. Um, he's he's our second rated prospect. But uh, so that international slot money is important. And what I've said all along is that slot money along with those four prospects could end up being a bigger deal than the Teixeira trade. And I know most of you are going to roll your eyes and, and John Daniels haters will hate it. I mean, they're going to tell me right away that John Daniels didn't build this team anyway. It's all Nolan Ryan when he left. And, you know, so they're never going to give him credit for the trade he pulled off with Teixeira, but this could be another one that's like that. I mean, it really could be if these, if these kids pan out. Look, Think about Burke. What if Burke comes up and becomes at least a Matt Harrison? Let's say he does that, okay? He comes at least a, a Matt Harrison. Uh, and 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 we use someone like Burke. And what if uh, what if uh, someone like uh, uh, White ends up becoming? Let's think about who did we ha- who did we have at the time? Who was our you tell you know what Craig Gentry was a part of those 2010 2011. You know Craig Gentry was amazing center fielder outfielder. What if what if White comes up and ends up being that kind of a role player on this team? So there's two guys right there. Then we take that international slot money. You know we we've got Bird. What if Bird ends up a really big piece in the bullpen? Now he's not going to be the closer. We've got Leclerc already. But he's not going to be a closer. But let's say Lacey or Bird gets up here and ends up being a uh, another uh, Deekman or or close to Deekman or or something like that. And then that international slot money turns in to some big signing, another big signing that puts us over the edge for maybe a Juan Pablo Martinez or someone else that we get another one of the hot prospects. Get him over here. What if that money is what it takes to to help sign uh, Kukichi? Although Kikuchi, uh, the the pitcher out of Japan this year that everyone's looking at, he's he can sign a free agent deal. He's been he's 27 years old. He's been over there long enough. He can just negotiate with every team. It's not about who has the most money to give him. Well, it is, but he can sign a big deal. He will make far more money than Otani. Otani does not make a ton of money. I mean, he's not hardly making anything for that major league roster that he's on. So, so that's what this Profar thing can lead to. Now, a lot of people are, now they're going, well, who's going to play third base? Well, now that Profar's not there, who are we going to get to play third base? Well, wisdom. Right now, the choice is wisdom. Everybody talked about Gallo. What about Gallo? I think the Rangers have made it clear Gallo is no longer a third base option. He is not going to be a third base option. So they are not going to put Gallo at third base. If you want to know they're going to be at third base, my guess right now, unless we sign someone, there's a lot of rumors out there about Josh Harrison. Uh, Josh Harrison played for Pittsburgh. He's a free agent. Uh, He played second and third base. He made the all-star team a couple times for Pittsburgh. He's not a power guy. He hits good. He's a good average guy, good on-base guy, pretty quick guy, fast guy, good infielder, uh, uh, really good player. But let's be honest. I mean, he's – 
I mean, he is not going to be a power guy. He's not going to be what Be- – no one's going to be what Beltre is. Those of you thinking that Gallo needs to be the third baseman, that's not going to happen. They're going to put him – Gallo is much more – look, Gallo is, Gallo is an average third baseman who has a good arm, or he could be a really good outfielder. As big as he is, he's never going to – as he's not going to be a great outfielder. I think he can be a very, very good outfielder. Uh, I mean, a really good outfielder. The arm he has is great. He can nail runners out there. He's got a lot better arm than Mazzara does. He's a lot better fielder in the outfield than Mazzara is. I like Mazzara, but he is not a he's not a, a a great fielder out there. I mean, I've seen signs of him that remind me of oh my god, I hate to say it, but the you know uh, what's his name? Game six of St. Louis that. Out there and and uh, Cruz, Nelly Cruz, out there. I mean, Mazzara's made some boneheaded moves like that. The Shields is coming along in center field, but so you got Harrison, you got Pos- Wisdom right now. Wisdom, Patrick Wisdom's going to be the third baseman. It's, okay, I'm, that's not set in stone. That's my prediction. There's talk of maybe Josh Harrison. Uh, the other one is Connor Falifa, uh, Isaiah Connor Falifa. Now, Rangers seem to want him to be a catcher. Um. That's where they would really like him to work it. We've only got Mathis right now. I think they really. I, I don't think we're done. I think some that we will go get another catcher. But I think Connor Falafa is is someone they really want to see do a lot of the catching. Mathis hasn't caught more than like seventy five games the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. That that's personally that uh, I, I think it's going to be wisdom. I don't see what free agent out there. I don't. They're not going to spend a ton of money on a big free agent. Um, I think they're waiting. If wisdom doesn't turn out this year to be someone that we really like, Nolan Arenado uh, out of uh, out of Colorado is becoming a free agent next year. He would be like another Beltre signing. That guy's a stud. Uh, that could be something. I, I really think they're going to open the book next year and spend a lot of money. So. That's who my thought is that will be the third baseman. No, it's not going to be Gallo. It's probably some counter falafa, but more than likely it's going to be Patrick Wisdom. That's who's probably going to be a third baseman, or that's who they're going to want to see be the third baseman. Um, we've got a couple of minor league options who are out there, but uh, you know they haven't really they haven't really stuck out and worked their way up there now. So I I don't know. I don't I don't see it. Um, I really don't see him uh, getting that. So, anyway, so other rumors. There's some other rumors out there. We still need to fill this pitching staff. Uh, still need to work on the bullpen. Uh, there's been, you know, there's a lot of people that have been talking about Mike Miner and whether or not we're going to trade Mike Miner since we signed Lance Lynn. Um, I think everybody here is wondering, well, why don't we keep Miner? Um, you know, but the the Rangers love Miner. Uh, he did great last year, but his – he is his value is high right now. We know that we're probably not going to compete for the uh, for the American League West. So the the question is, you know, if we could get something for Mike Miner, he's got a team friendly deal. Why not? So there was a lot of rumors that there were a lot of teams kicking the tire on Mike Miner. Nothing's really materialized. I heard a new thing today about possibly why that is. Kukichi, um, Kikuchi, Kikuchi is his name. Yup. Y- Yariel Kakuchi. Look, I, he's the Japanese left-hander. Really good. I mean, this guy is at least a number three starter. Uh, he's an ace over in Japan. He was posted 
Every team put up the $20 million to negotiate with him. He has to make a decision within three days. If he does not decide who he is signing with within three days, he has to go back to Japan. Well, there are no rumors out there. Nobody can get a gauge on who he's talked to, who's negotiating with him. Rangers are definitely in on him. Um, So I think it's one of two things. First of all, if Kikuchi signs, whoever he signs with, that opens up now that he's gone. Now everyone can start talking to the Rangers about Miner because he's a good left-handed pitcher, someone to talk to, to add to your team. And then, then, the, then you'll have everybody knows that Kikuchi's gone, so now let's go after Miner. That could really open it up. Another thing, what if the Rangers sign Kikuchi? I've botched that name so many times. If he plays here, I will learn that name and know how to say it if he's playing here. But if Kikuchi signs here, then then Miner might be really expendable. Now, I would love to see him keep Miner, Lynn, and Kikuchi. And honestly, with the offense we have, if they click, I mean, you guys think I'm nuts, but they could definitely they could be playing for a wild card spot. It's very unlikely. A lot of things would have to fall into place. We don't have Beltre at third. Team leader right now is Elvis Andrus. Uh, but, you know, but more than likely, if they did sign Kikuchi, I think that Miner would be put on the block too. Once Kikuchi is signed, if he signs with someone else, I think that also opens up better negotiations for Miner. I think a lot more teams would start getting into that and getting into negotiations with the Rangers over Miner. But we just don't know. Now, there's another name that's out there. He's the, the, he's the, the biggest name free agent on the market right now. Um, and he's hasn't signed with anyone. Patrick Corbin was one of the big names in Uvalde. And that is right here in the AL West and down here in Texas. And that's Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel. There have been a few who have said, why not Keuchel? Uh, I mean, why not? Hey, look, the guy pitched like an ace for a couple of years. Now, he doesn't throw hard. I don't think he's ever thrown above 90. I mean, I think he's an 87, 88, 89-mile-an-hour pitcher. But the guy knows how to pitch. Went to University of Arkansas. He's a hell of a pitcher. I mean, I don't care what you think. I mean, if, if, if he's going to sign a longer-term deal, he's probably looking for five years. Probably five years, 80, 80-something million dollars is probably what he's looking for. Maybe six years uh, get in there. It's, it's a little steep. Um, he'll never, I don't think he'll ever be that. You're not going to consider him to be your ace. Um, I think you're more considering him to be a solid innings eater, two, three. I mean, he was that ace a few years ago. He really knew how to pitch in a big game, moves the ball around a lot, moves it around good, but he's, he's never going to be the, uh, never going to be a big, your, your, your star, not in my, he is not an ace in my opinion. I think there, there are more people out there to be an ace. But that, all of this is coming and stemming from the Profar trade, other things that have started on. Go back and listen to Winter Wonderland. That was the one that I talked about after the, uh, if you want to find out exactly what happened at the Winter Meetings, I talked about the Winter Meetings at Winter Wonderland. Go back and listen to that one. Uh, if you're, you know, you, you, if you wanted to know what the profile trade was, I just went over everything on there, what exactly happened, who we're looking at at third base. And, uh, and that is uh, basically this episode. I'm not making these very long anymore because I want you to have time to sit and listen, not have to waste a whole hour of your time. I don't think I can keep you entertained for a whole hour. 
But uh, that's it for this edition of Rangers Nation Podcast brought to you by Dallas Sports Nation. I want to thank everyone for listening. Don't forget to find us on Twitter. We've got a, we've got a Twitter handle, at Rangers Nation Pod. Uh, Rangers Nation Pod. You find it on there. Um, I'm the Recliner Nerd. I'm at JMMore912, JMMore912. Or you can go to Rangers Nation Dow, at Rangers Nation Dow, or at Dow Sports Nation. Any of those, get on Twitter, follow us, go to the website, DowSportsNation.com, DowSportsNation.com. Stories put out every night, especially right now with the Mavericks and the Cowboys in season. There's a lot of good stuff on there after today's win. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Until next time, like I say at the end of every story that I write, nerd out.